0: befriend your body podcast our early lessons set our template for love hi Gio hi Wanda how are you today I'm great and you
1: good so today we're going to talk a little bit about early attachment or early templates and how that impacts how we view love
0: what do you mean by templates for love
1: okay so let's think of the concept of the way the brain learns it it tends to be in templates. So when you're really little and um, your mom shows you, uh, you know, you see a desk or something, you know, then mom says desk or dad says desk. And then your brain makes the template for that shape, that sort of construct. And then whenever you see something fairly similar, your mind goes desk, right? So it's like a template for um, a short, like a shortcut for that, Mm -hmm. that thing. So that happens with early attachment is that the other, our primary parental um, uh, caretaker sets for us what love is like. They set a template. It's like that's how the shortcut that our body does, that this is what love means based on how we were treated by that caretaker. Got it. Yeah, so love in relationships uh, can be wonderful, but they can also be scary and confusing, especially for those of us who might have been raised in an environment where there was neglect or high anxiety, uh, lots of stress, or even worst case abuse, danger, etc. So this is the primary premise of attachment theory. Attachment theory has been around for you know, since the 1940s. John Bowlby in England started it, or started really looking into it. Um, some of our Instagram videos we've dropped, and some of the blogs that I've done have been about attachment theory. So. It's a topic close to my heart, but the basic premise of attachment theory is that our early environment and how we were treated by our primary caretaker or caretakers sets our template for love and our generally our attachment style for our future. Um, now, of course, that's barring any um, changes, big changes in our life or even treatment. You can absolutely change to a healthier attachment style with a with a therapeutic relationship or a or a or a pastor or a priest or a mentor or a coach so um, that's the good thing uh, based on um, brain plasticity which is a fascinating topic feel free to google it if you want to learn more um, but based because of brain plasticity we can change our attachment style at any time in our lives so there are four different attachment styles but since this isn't really about attachment I'm not going to go into that here uh, see some of my other podcast or blogs about that. But just think about it in terms of either insecure attachment, love, the template for love doesn't feel safe and secure to you, or secure attachment. We'll just do those categories. Um, So uh, the research is consistent that people can move from an insecure attachment style to secure attachment at any age in life. The key is for them to be in a safe, loving environment with safe and loving people with whom they're able to attach and repair that Defective or um, problematic template. So ultimately what they do is they learn new lessons about themselves, love, and safe relationships to overwrite what was in their brain from the early messages.
0: Yeah, uh, it's funny you say that. I was uh, just thinking of a conversation that I had with a good friend of mine. We were working together, and once he told me, um, you cannot expect somebody to to do something if they didn't receive that mm. as, a, as a kid specifically. And he was saying, maybe your partner doesn't like hugging because he was not hugged as a kid, so he has no right. no interaction with that mm. act. But mm-hmm. that's very interesting for you to say because mm-hmm. it reminded me of this conversation.
1: Right. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. It's really hard to give what you haven't received. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I like to... Um, give a visuals or analogies of not everybody needs that but for a lot of people it kind of can help you understand things a little easier so here's what i use to explain this with my with some of my clients for instance or when i do attachment workshops so i i give the concept of a like a three-tiered process or like a three-tiered system like think of a ladder and each tier um Or or, you know, rung builds on the next one, and they all connect together. So I use this system to explain from early years how we were shaped by our early environment and parental attachment issues or styles, but. Hopefully, the benefit of understanding the three-tiered system is that we can also change it, I mean, use that system to, if we need to, change our attachment styles as a grown-up, thanks to brain plasticity, um, into a more secure style using the same three-tiered system. So, do you want to know what it is? I'm
0: curious. (laughs) What are those?
1: Okay, so the three tiers that I um, use are... the and I'll give the definitions for each one of them, but the the bottom tier or the bottom rung is lessons. So that's the foundation. Then the tier that stands or the step that's on top of that is a lens or a way of viewing. And then the tier that stands on top of that is lifestyle. So, okay. So lessons, lenses, lifestyle. Okay. Good. So let me, let me explain that. So, so the bottom step is our foundation basically the lessons that we learn in life especially early so these include the in- ex- events we experience in our intimacy infancy and throughout our youth these events are teaching us implicit or unspoken lessons right mm-hmm. or rules regarding the way life works so for instance say you have a parent that um is hard to please. It's pretty punitive or just because of their own history. You know, parents try their best. Um, and so you get a C, you know, in this really hard subject. And you come home and they express extreme disappointment in you because you got a C. Um, you're learning a lesson right there about your value in life. You're learning that you need to produce. You're learning that you're loved based on how you perform rather than being loved for yourself. So we're learning lessons about ourselves and how... Um, we relate to the world all the time, even if parents aren't saying it out loud. Another example of this is a when you're little, if you have really loving parents, you know, who are so proud of you, and you draw something in kindergarten or whatever, you know, and they post in the refrigerator, right, "Look what my kid did!" Right? You're getting that deep lesson that you are valuable and you matter, not because you perform, but because of having something that you did impacts them so they're showing by their, their messages to you that you have the ability to impact them. So that's just a few examples but we are learning lessons about ourselves and the world and how what is our place in the world through our life events all the time. So before we go on to tier two or step two, uh, any questions on lessons?
0: Um, I was thinking you, you said maybe the, the primary caretakers of this kid, impact a lot. But if this kid has strict parents, uh, problematic pa- parents, but has a great teacher at school that does the opposite, puts him up and compliments, does this create any conflict on the kid's uh, feelings and perspectives?
1: Well, that's a really good question, and it's... Whoops, had to pause for an airplane Passover. over. So uh, this... I'll try to be pretty simple, because attachment obviously is a very complex Mm -hmm. um, subject. But the primary caretaker has generally the greatest impact. Mm -hmm. Because, for instance, you, you see the teacher five days a week for a couple hours, but you're with the parent you know, almost all Mm -hmm. the other times. So the first thing I would say is that the primary caretaker does have a little bit more impact, especially when we're little. Mm -hmm. However, having a really positive teacher or a coach can absolutely be um, sort of like a vaccination, like if Mm -hmm. you think about to protect you from damaging effects. So yes, and that's one of the benefits uh, of, you know, teachers or coaches or mentors you have such a great ability to uh, deeply impact uh, children and youth. Uh, what a gift that is! So attachment, though, is impacted by you know all the mm-hmm. caretakers a child has, but the primary caretaker has um, a great, probably the greatest impact. Although they have done some wonderful studies from at-risk youth who've Mm -hmm. come from horrifying environments or ghetto, you know, where it's just really awful, and they have shown that if they've had one powerful adult figure, a coach, a mentor that really believed in them and stuck with them and really helped them, that they can absolutely, um, you know, not grow, you know, into Mm -hmm. what everyone else tends to struggle with in that atmosphere. They can transcend that with that help. So you really do have a lot of power if you have kindness and goodness to help other people. Good. Okay, so great question. But let's go on to tier two, which is lenses or a worldview. So a lens, if you're wearing sunglasses, Mm -hmm. a lens determines how you're able to see, right? So our lessons that we learn in life, unfortunately or fortunately, cause us to become part of our identity and it forms a lens through which I view myself in relation to the outside world. So if my lessons are all about i'm not good enough or my you know i'm i'm not performing enough or i'm not valued enough then that is going to be the lens with which i view myself with every pretty much everyone around me mm-hmm. and vice versa if i'm shown that i'm valued and loved even if i make mistakes and you know and, and and screw up but i'm still deeply loved then that's the lens i'm going to view so the lenses are are really really important to understand because a lot of times we don't realize how we're viewing ourselves um so yeah using the above example we talked about similar but you know i might view myself as a disappointing failure if i'm not able to live up to my parents or coaches um uh, expectations and if you think you don't wear a lens don't be fooled because we all wear some kind of a lens we all have a worldview that we've mm-hmm. gotten from our history um and uh, but a lot of times they're outside of our conscious awareness, one of the benefits of therapy um, is that you can actually get more of a sense of the lens through which you look. So that's two. Lens, any questions before we go to three? No, no. Okay, so three is lifestyle. So lessons, lenses, lifestyle. So finally, the top tier is my chosen lifestyle. So the lessons I learn and the lenses I wear will color and shape my view of life, which will also help set my lifestyle. If I feel like I'm really disappointing and I, I'm not a success and I can't do things very well, my lifestyle probably won't be someone who takes a lot of risks. I probably won't try a lot of things. I will probably um, be a little more timid or a little more um, you know, willing to uh, give in and, and not try things. Uh, so, you know, the the lenses and lessons set how we live and act in the world. So it's really important to understand that because sometimes we want to change our lifestyle, how I am. I want to be more bold or I want to be mm-hmm. more friendly. But what we don't understand is that you have to go back and change mm-hmm. the bottom tier first, the foundation. You have to shift the lessons. You have to shift the lens in order to shift your lifestyle. And again, that's the benefit because of brain plasticity. We can do that with attachment or anything else in our life at any age. So I am thinking about something you said a little earlier, Gio, that I think I should throw in here, and that is um, temperament, right? Mm -hmm. So children do have different temperaments and personalities, so that definitely does have an impact. It's not just your attachment wiring. Your personality does have an impact as well, but... For instance, if the parents are really super punitive and, and really strict in a like bad way, right If you have three children, one of them might grow up to be a people pleaser and try to make everyone happy. one of them may grow up to be a rebel and fight you know, the parents and everybody all the time mm-hmm. and the other one may you know just you know, become I don't know a stoner or just don't try and just give up on life. So, so the environment does really impact you, but your temperament does make mm-hmm. a difference in your impact. so that's a really good point. So moving towards closing today, using the three-tiered system as a guide, lessons, lenses, and lifestyle, uh, you can use this as a key for significant life change, um, including changing our attachment styles from a maybe a more insecure style to a secure attachment. So the first step is to learn new lessons in your current life, and that may be hanging out with more positive people or changing your environment so that you can learn lessons um, that are positive and beneficial for you. Once you learn the new positive lessons, hopefully that will change the lenses through which you view yourself in the world. And then finally, changing these two tiers will help you change your lifestyle. Uh, This will be easier than you think because as a child, it just happened to you, but now you have your full adult brain and all your life experience and context to help you extract the right lessons from each situation. The need to learn new lessons is one reason why we're always told we need to face our fears or our stuck experiences in order to move past them. That's how we learn those new lessons. And hopefully you'll have different or new positive experiences as you learn these new lessons. So that's it for today. Uh, I'm going to add a couple of the going deeper questions, unless you have another question that I missed. No, I
0: think it was very clear. Thank you very much, Wanda.
1: Sure. So here's just for those of you who want to think a little bit more about the subject, going deeper question. Uh, The first question is, what is one or two of the main lessons you may have learned as a child with regard to yourself in relationship? Is this a message you want to keep living by, or is it one you desire to change? And then two is another question. Could be, identify one lens through which you view the world that may differ from a lens that your spouse or best friend does. Journal or think about these differences and how each of your lenses may change the way you interact with the world. So thank you, listeners. I hope you enjoyed uh, our uh, early lessons set comfort with love or love templates, and I will wish you a very good day.